We've got some Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn your content into profit, just go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys. Today, how to build a successful summit to launch your business. Baby. This is awesome. Is I am good. going to be taking notes like crazy today because that's one of the things that we haven't done. So uh, I can't wait to learn. I can't wait to share this with everybody. Before we get started, though, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Co. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. So... We met today's guest after he reached out to have us be part of an amazing initiative. Don't worry, we'll share more about it in a moment. He's an easygoing and cool entrepreneur that knows how to listen to the market. Take notes, people. Listen to the market. Today's guest actually wanted to be a marriage counselor. We'll definitely ask more about that. <laughs> Clearly not for personal reasons. Okay, um, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, though, like other entrepreneurs, he tested the waters to see what he wanted to do until he found digital marketing. He's now the host of the Entrepreneurial Secrets Podcast, an authority in the relationship marketing space, and the host of ha <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait to find out. <laughs> Please welcome Entrepreneurial Secrets podcast host and most importantly, awesome father and husband, Mr. Ryan Peterson. Ryan, welcome to the show, brother. What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. And we are so, so stoked. Um, we try not to reveal the the secret. Actually, I was trying not to reveal the secret in the intro, but then I realized I realized that I actually spilled the secret in the hook of I know. the podcast. <laughs> Maybe the people listening are like, oh gosh, let me go back and well, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Ryan, dude, <laughs> okay. it's 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 an honor to have you here because what you're doing now, uh, a lot of people have tried to do it many, many times. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're chatting off camera and uh, you're just taking action, man. You're like an action taker, 100% mm -hmm. head on, and you're crushing it. So especially because you're doing it for a very specific reason and uh, I can't wait to dive in. But again, welcome to the show, man. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, thanks. Thank you so much. I, I'm actually really excited to dive into all this as well. So awesome. So for those listening, right, that might not be very uh, familiar with who you are, what your podcast is all about. And uh, tell us a little bit, who's Ryan? Like how did everything started? How do you get, you know, your uh, toes wet in the digital marketing space? And, uh, you know, why you do what you do now? Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my story is probably one that's very similar to a ton of entrepreneurs <laughs> that are out there. I was all over the board for a long time. Uh, I was, well, uh, going back, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. You know, I mean, everyone always <laughs> asks you as a kid, you're like, oh, what do you want to do when you get, you know, grow up and things like that. I, I still don't feel grown up. 
uh, you know, but I, I'm sure my father would say the same thing. So <laughs> it's okay. Um, we feel the same way. Yeah, we're on the same right? team. My wife will say the same thing. Yeah. She's like, I'm married a kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And so I, uh, but I struggled with it. You know, I'd take career, like there's little tests that, you know, the, the counselor gives you at school and says, Oh, take this. And it'll give you an idea of what you're good at and what those skills will match you with the job and think about what you might like. And, I'm sitting here looking at this list of like 150 <laughs> things that I might be good at, you know, after taking this like hour and a half long test. And I, there's like firefighter on the list. There's, you know, funeral home director. <laughs> there's, you know, so many things that are so random. Yeah. And one of them happened to be like, you know, marriage counselor. And I thought I kind of laughed it off. I was like, oh, you know, that's not something I would ever think about doing. <laughs> and. I, uh, I I graduated and I went on a, a two-year service mission for my church. And uh, while I was there, I you know just serving people and it was it was a ton of fun. I came home and I was like, man, I loved like serving people. Mm-hmm. And so I what I did is I decided to do marriage counseling. I was like, you know what, maybe that little test was right. And uh, studied that. I was I was studying sociology. It's like, man, I'm gonna go get my master's and then doctorate. I'm I'm like a semester from graduating Whew. or two. And every one of my professors comes to me and they're like, don't do it. Just don't do it. And <laughs> like, don't I'm graduate like, oh, or don't do your career, uh, your full career. <laughs> don't, don't be a marriage counselor. Oh, there you go. All of them, all these professors had gone to school to be marriage counselors, you know? Yeah. And some of them were doing, you know, marriage counseling in the evenings, you know, kind of part time at when they weren't teaching. And, and they're all telling me no. And I was like, okay, that's a huge red flag. First off. First off. And uh, they, they're saying the only way you're ever going to make any money or really make a difference in life is if you, you know, write 12 books, you either become a professor or uh, you own a big uh, practice. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be sitting there. I mean, what they say, 50% plus uh, divorce rate. Mm. And mm. that's depressing to think that I'm going to go into a field and 90% of the patients or people I'm going to see, not patients, yeah. are are going to get divorced because you really only go see a marriage counselor when you're close to divorce. Mm-hmm. Healthy, you know, normal couples don't go see a marriage counselor unless they have issues. Yeah. And so all of my professors are telling me no. They're telling me the stats. I was like, this is not for me. I am not <laughs> going to be able to separate myself from work and life and come home and be happy with my wife after seeing the dark side of humanity. <laughs> wow, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I did is I, I really took a, a look at myself and I said, what do I want to do? And I, 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 man, I dove headfirst into like business and marketing and, uh, really kind of a crazy turn of events because I got married towards, you know, right before I graduated yeah. and my wife's whole family for the most part are entrepreneurs in a one sense or another. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, you got some doctors in the family, uh, that own their own practice, dentists, uh, you know, financial advisors. So I, I actually did a, a internship to do financial advising. Yeah. See if it was for me. It was my first kind of dipping my toes into the entrepreneurial and business world. Man, was it was it <laughs> intense. It was a a lot of learning really fast. I probably learned more in that internship than I did all four years at school. Yeah. And Sounds accurate. So, I, <laughs> yeah, so invaluable. Yeah. So invaluable. So. Uh, and then I, I wanted to go off on my own. I did real estate for a little over a year and I really loved it yeah. Had a, and, and was fairly successful, but it was also a really hot market. So, I mean, how can you not be? 
Yeah. And uh, so, but I had a mentor of mine there say, hey, don't be a real estate agent to uh, the rest of your life. Like find something that you can uh, really find a passion for. Because I, I, I liked real estate. I didn't really have a huge passion for it, but I knew you could make money in real estate. And, yeah. make, you know, that's how they say all the wealthy did it. So I... Uh, <laughs> I left real estate after a, you know almost a year and a half, and I always had an interest in digital marketing, and I dove headfirst into it, and I haven't looked back since, and this is kind of where I'm at now. So, Whew, that is awesome. I do have a question <laughs> that stem out of this story, right? Why do yes. you do you think your teachers, the marriage counselors, right, that they were like, don't do this? Do you think they weren't successful because they didn't know how to market? Uh, uh, maybe no I, so yeah I, i that's a really good question because i've thought that myself looking back at my life and and i'm like you know some of these these marriage counselors they there's two things with that one yes i think that there's a lot of people who don't know how to market their business don't know how to drive traffic through their doors 100 i think that is a problem with most businesses and but number two i think Uh, the, the, one of the big reasons they really pushed me away from that is because it's a depressing field. Yeah. You know, there, there's no real light and happiness. You're constantly diving into the darkest parts of people's relationships oh, yeah. and then trying to go home and have a, a lively, happy relationship. And they said it's just difficult. And so I think those are the two big reasons I was really pushed away from that. I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it must be... Uh... A yeah. dark place. <laughs> I don't think there's other way to describe it. It, it, it takes yep. a special kind of person that, you know, to, to yeah. go through that. And, uh, you know, it talks about, we talked about this in the show before, is getting out of the depressing environment or, you know, your your environment highly determines how you're going to be in, in your life, right? Um, you know, and we talked often on environment on the positive side, like, hey, go towards that environment that is going to mm. create that positive outcome for you. But we, I don't think we've ever talked about getting out of maybe a depressing environment and, uh, you know, just these guys preventing you from going in there, you know, huge props because they probably yep. saw something in you that you had so much potential for a different environment, yeah. which, which is wonderful, which I, I'm sure like you're finding out now that, uh, that what you're doing currently has that potential yeah. to get there. I, I was going to say, yep. I think you went from, the dark side to the clear, super optimistic, <laughs> high pop, you know, like um, side of things, right? Em yeah. Environment, if you want to call it that way. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious, yeah. right? Like, how did you get to where you are right now? And what is your what is your current plan? Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a really good question. So uh, how I got to where I'm at right now. So I also am an affiliate marketing manager at a software company mm, and, nice. over here in Utah, and I love it. I love it. It's a great, great job, and I work for a great company. The And everyone's first initial interest in digital marketing when they kind of dive into the world is affiliate marketing. Yep. I mean, that's just where most people start, yeah. and it's, it's just a natural chain of events. So uh, because, one, you don't need your own product. Uh, you just need to learn how to sell and you get to learn digital marketing techniques using other people's product. Yeah. And so uh, I, I really dove into that, was learning a ton and loved it. Uh, and, and that's how I got this job as an affiliate marketing manager. And it's been a ton of fun since. But I, 
I knew that there was more to this world than affiliate marketing and not even just digital marketing, like digital marketing itself, but just looking at direct response marketing tactics and techniques and really trying to apply them in my life and say, what, what do I want to do? Yeah. And uh, so that's really what's led me to uh, what I'm doing currently, which is this summit. Yeah. which uh, I, I'm sure we're going to dive into real soon. A hundred percent. Yes. And uh, the summit was initially me coming out of the shadows of this affiliate marketing, you know, in a, in a dark room at the computer <laughs> screen being like, I'm selling other people's products yeah. to, you know what I need in Russell Brunson's books. He talks about an attractive character and you know taking people on a journey and i was like i want to build something else that that is my own and uh, so this summit was really the launch of me saying hey i need to put myself out there i need to be publishing i need to have massive imperfect action moving forward and so this is what's happening that's awesome and i love i think we love the that phrase imperfect action i mean we we were the total opposite when we started we were like Let's seek for the perfect action, and then we wouldn't get anything done, you know. Um, yep. And, yeah, and you, now you, you get lazy, Luis here, and then you get perfectionate, Luis there, and uh, that's not a good mix to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it wasn't until we finally embraced yeah. that imperfect action, like, hey, let's just do it, see what happens, iterate, and then go at it again. That yep. honestly, that's one thing started to change for us. Yeah. So, props to you, man, because that is. I think that's the the key part right there. Yeah, there's a couple of things that you mentioned there, right? Like uh, going from like the dark side, and and for those that are not familiar with aff- uh, affiliate marketing, right? It's it's somebody else is doing the messaging, the selling, that that attractive yep. character. Somebody else is doing that, and then on the back end, then you make a partnership and and you, you help them sell that product, right? And then you get a commission out of it. So, uh, why do you think? And we'll dive into your thing in just a second, but I'm very curious. Like, what was that one thing that made you be like, no, like, this is it. I am going to become my, my own attractive character. Like, what drives you? Like, what makes you go from the shadows? And if we talk, you know, regular businesses, right? <clears throat> Because this is very similar. If we, if we talk brick and mortars or small business owners, right? They, yep. they normally rely on the marketing that corporate sends them. Right? And we yeah. had this issue, which was 100% real, where they rely on that. Uh, maybe the assets, the personalities, the attractive characters that are portrayed there when the real client comes in and then they have that real experience inside of the business is not congruent with the message, the marketing message that's going out. So there's a disconnect, right? So it's yeah. not until that store, that business, they decide to become that attractive character and actually be the face on the marketing on that business that it really catches fire. So I'm very curious because that change there was really challenging for a lot of people or still is, right? For us, it was for the longest time. It's like, uh, I'm afraid my message is out there, but then I'm afraid that maybe my product is not good enough. Maybe my service is not good enough. So I don't, I want to be away. So, I mean, we could dive in into very deep stuff, but I'm very curious to see like why you decided to make that jump, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before you answer that question, Ryan, real quick, I think we're going to have to name you the Batman of marketing. The Batman of marketing. Like, like, it's like 10 minutes in and we've said that you step out of the dark side, you know, and all that stuff so many times. I'm like, bro, you're like the Batman of marketing. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. There we go. I'll take it. Um, I've been called a lot worse. I've been called a lot better. So, you know. Yes, we got it. There we go. We got it. Yeah. 
There we go. Um, yeah. So what made me step out of the dark side of like affiliate marketing to where I'm at now? Is that was that the question? Yeah. Like why why becoming the attractive character, right? Why yeah. being that person? And why you know creating all this impact that you're creating right now? Yeah. So people like to follow people. Uh, you know, social media is a social place. And if you are not a person, if you're not a real person who has feelings and opinions and emotions, even though they might be divisive, uh, you, if you're not sharing those, you're not followable. Yeah. And so for me, it really, it really kind of hit it when I realized affiliate marketing could all be done anonymous. If it, if you wanted, no one even knows who you are. Your family doesn't even have to know what you're doing if, if you don't want. And, uh, it really, how do I put it? There's really not a lot of uh, fulfillment in it, and you don't really see as big of an impact in the world. And there are there are some affiliate marketers out there who are doing, you know, seven and eight figures purely in affiliate marketing, and like good for them. Uh, but I I wanted I wanted to create. I believe that as a human being, we are born to create, and it is one of the greatest characters and qualities that we have. And if we aren't yeah. taking advantage of the ability to create then we're really missing out on a piece of our genetics that I think is divinely given. And so I was like, I need to create, I need, I started a podcast. I was like, I gotta be yes. creating my own content. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and that huge thanks to you. I mean, you really helped me to, uh, understand that I need to be getting out there. The content is profit, <laughs> like podcasts and whatnot. It's just, this is amazing. So I'm so stoked Thank to you. be here, but uh, started this podcast and it, it's been great. I mean, we've had a, a lot of uh, fun guests on and it's been great to see the feedback that I've gotten. And I've really seen a lot of personal growth as well that's come from publishing that I didn't, that no one tells you about. Everyone's like, oh, go publish, go publish. Like it'll change your life. And you're like, okay, just talking isn't going to change my life or, or, you know, whatever. And holy cow, in a matter of like two months, since I since I've hit publish on my life, essentially, I've seen amazing, amazing shifts, amazing shifts forward. Yeah. And uh, so that's really the big reason that the big thing that took me from, you know, the dark side to the light side, you know, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. You're, you're, you're a Batman transformation. Uh, <laughs> yes, love it. Yes. Dude. Yeah, no, I, you know, like it kind of reminds me a little bit of Daniel Den that we had him in the in the podcast. He He used to be one of those big affiliate marketers right yeah. and he's he said the same thing as you he's like man like i didn't find it as fulfilling right uh so i had to step out there and now he, he does his own yeah. thing i will challenge that a little bit just because i know people that does affiliate marketing that they are attractive characters as well oh yeah right i yeah. i think it is possible but i think the fulfillment of helping others with something that you created like you said you wanted to be a creator uh, me personally, and this is a super personal yeah. opinion. Like, I think that feels is way more fulfilling than yep. still being an attractive character and helping others through somebody else's vehicle, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, no, I one hundred. Yeah, I know. Last night I was listening to the show with uh, Bart Miller, right? And and we talked about attractive character big time. And uh, and he's like, yeah, you gotta become that person, right? Like, and. Talk about Batman again. Uh, you know, he, he puts on the spandex. He puts on the mask. He puts on this thing. And, like, he like, doesn't care what other people think. He just goes and does yeah. his thing. He goes, creates, help people, and does stuff. So, 
again. Yeah, you are definitely, you know, the Batman marketing now. Uh, that's it. That's, we got to send you like a little mask. Uh, but there you go. But you're facing, and we did too, we faced our fears. Like just the fact of being in front of camera and we had people say, hey, I've spoken in front of thousands of people and just the thought of being in front of that camera terrifies me. Um, so yep. huge props to you to uh, get out there, start with your Facebook Lives, and now gathering all these groups of people into your summit. So now let's dive yeah. in. Wait, right? wait, wait, before we dive into Ooh. that. Uh, oh, handbrake. <laughs> yeah, I, I love interrupting my brother. It's my favorite part of the Yay. podcast. <laughs> so, you know, you said the personal growth mm -hmm. through publishing. Yeah. Dude, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been talking, and every time people ask me, I'm like, actually, like, thing number one that's the best of publishing is the changes that you see within yourself right so i yeah. love that what what would be what do you think is the number one thing that has changed within you like whether that is perspective or fear what what, what do you think it is yeah that's that's a really good question so i would say that probably the the number one thing has been how i tackle adversity mm. uh so i used to think before like I mean, the, the scariest thing for me was to hit publish. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not a naturally like shy person. I, I have no problem talking with people. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I mean, in high school, I was like the, on the student council and I would MC the talent show and different <laughs> events. Like I'm fine standing up in front of big crowds on a stage. I have no issue with that. I've taken public speaking classes, yeah. all this, but sitting at like a desk or standing and talking into a mic and trying to share opinions or, or uh, principles that I'm learning or things like that is was scary. And to be honest, I, I said for the longest time, I was like, I'll, I'll do anything but really publish. And uh, so being able to uh, tackle that one fear has given me all the confidence in the world to be able to do anything, really almost anything else in this space. Uh, that people tend to have issues with. I think once you start publishing, you say, if I could do that, I could probably do anything else because I, I'm a big believer in doing hard things. And so if you can do the big things, you know, if you can do the hardest thing, then everything else becomes easy. And so for me, the hardest thing was publishing and, and like getting my podcast up and running and, and yeah. getting the summit going and reaching out to speakers. And that was hard. And I said, man, well, I could just start out by doing a, a $5 product and trying to run Facebook ads to it, you know, maybe, but, but no, I, that, like that is sure. That's great. But a summit was just mind blowing to me. I was like, oh, I will never be able to do that. So yeah. much work, so much effort <laughs> Said if I can do that, I can do anything. Dude, that's that, awesome. That's so cool. I mean, you know, you mentioned uh, it. I'll do anything but publish. I think that reminds me a lot of Steve's, uh, Steve Larson's story. He's like, never, yes, he says that. never, 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 ever. I'll do, I'll publish. And then he published and his life changed. And he made like 5 million bucks in a year, uh, which is insane. <laughs> right. So, you know, Ryan, you'll probably be the next Steve Larson. Uh, oh, I doubt that. Or, or <laughs> but then you do that, you know, if I can do that and I just put it down here on my notes that I can do that syndrome, right? Like you just like do something so hard, but you, you succeed like as in completing it. And then you use that as a reference for the rest of the stuff that you do. So you can yeah. push through that pain and actually getting it done. Now, can I transition now into the summit, Fonzie? Now you're allowed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Permission granted. So 
Ryan, for those who don't know, what is an online summit? That's I think that's the first thing that we gotta define here uh, before we 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 continue. So, what is the, uh, an online summit? And then after that, how were you able to actually get all these amazing people together for your summit? Yes, that's a really good question. So, an online summit really is just a like an online event where you know there's a there's a problem or a question that is posed. And uh, for my summit, it was what are the number one strategies that the top 1% of entrepreneurs are doing to grow their business? Yeah. And because I, I had that question, you know, when I started, you know, really into this world is like, okay, well, every single person has an opinion of how things should be done. Like, it, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone jumps in and they're like, oh, I should create a product that teaches this, or I should do this, yep. that teaches yeah. that. But they aren't the experts. They're the one, they're the bottom feeders. I'm sorry if I, I offend anyone by saying that, yeah. but they're the bottom feeders just trying to get scraps from the table. And a lot of people who come into this space say, oh, I'll listen to that person because their course is cheap or they're, you know, it's affordable or I can relate with them. Uh, but they have these limiting mindsets that really keep them from wanting to uh, thinking that they could be the 1% or they could be at the top of the game. And so that was the question I posed for the summit. So again, a summit is just an online event where I bring together a bunch of speakers and, and interview them and ask them a question and give them a chance to teach a principle or a strategy that really accelerated their business. And, uh, you know, it, it's been amazing. We've had hundreds of people sign up. And so I, it's, it's been a ton of fun. I love it. I, I love the, I've, I've actually never heard it explained like you just did, you know, kind of like that one question and it like stems out of that question, all the, all the topics. Because I, yeah. I think it, it makes sense, right? Because people go in with already one objective. One of the biggest problems I've experienced and I know some other people experience too when they go to events is mm -hmm. that there's so much information, right? Like, and you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to learn everything from everybody. And then you leave and you're like all pumped up. And then it's like, okay, well, two days later, you know, it's like you're all the way down here again. Like, ah, so much info. I don't know what to do with it. But yep. I, I like the posting one question because people are going already with the intent of learning that one strategy that is going to take yep. them to hopefully the 1%. If not, it can be the 1.5, 2%. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I think all too often... You see a ton of summits out there, and I think sometimes people get so broad on the topic, like, oh, the, uh, the you know, brick and, brick and mortar uh, summit or whatever, which I think Russell just released one, but his is good because he, he gets specific in the brick and mortar industry. Yeah. But sometimes people are just saying entrepreneurship summit or sales and marketing summit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just is broad and everyone teaches this, this or that. But I wanted to know, what the top 1% of entrepreneurs were doing. Yeah. And you could look at top 1% as saying, oh, the, the, the people who are financially at the top 1%, you could, but, but I, I really looked at the industry as a whole and I said, who is making noise? Yeah. Because as you, as you both know very well, if you're not making noise, you're not being seen. If you're not being seen, you're not going to make revenue. You're not going to make sales. You, you know, your business will go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons for content. So I looked in the market and I said, Who is publishing in a way that is at the top 1%? Who is going, who, 
maybe they're not at the 1% today, but who is going to be there eventually <laughs> with the amount of publishing content they're putting out there and the yeah. type of business they have. So I, that's, I really, I reached out to like 70 some odd speakers and I, I, uh, you know, 23 people said yes. Wow. It's been amazing interviewing them and getting them onto the summit. And uh, so it's been a ton of fun. And uh, actually, had to the chance to interview you, Luis, and get you on the summit there. And <laughs> thank you, you have an amazing, amazing bit of information. I hope everyone goes and checks it uh, out. Thank you. I'm jealous. Thank you so much. I know. <laughs> Fonzie, Fonzie was sleeping that day. He was like, no, nope, nope. Uh, dude, okay. Wait, wait, no. no. My, my turn. So, <laughs> all right, Ryan. Could, all right, so first, I, you know, I think is it the fact that you're talking to these people, and this is from like a selfish perspective, I guess. Mm. I think it's awesome because at the same time while you're building this amazingness, you are literally getting to learn from this top or future top 1%, right? Which is yeah. absolutely fantastic. You read my mind. It's like we're brothers again. Uh, it happens every episode. It, yeah. like, I, I want people to, to listen to this phrase. It's like we're brothers again. That, that, that meant we stopped <laughs> being brothers some, at some point. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. Yeah, um, the other thing, Ryan, is... You know, I think. Do you think posing that question, right? Uh, which is what is the number one strategy that top one percent are using to grow? Mm -hmm. Do you think that having a good question actually helps to get the best of the best in your summit? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say yes because <clears throat> I think. Too often people might reach out to speakers for their summit or for whatever they're working on. And it's just so broad, it's so it's just noise. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just noise. And so when I reached out to these people, I wanted them to know that I thought that they were the top 1%. You know, they yeah. were at the top of their game that, uh, you know, maybe if you will, you know, it gives them a little bit of an ego boost. It's like, oh, this person thinks I'm you know, the bomb, you know, this is, this is awesome. And which I do, like, there's a reason I reached out to them. Yep. And, uh, and I think that having that, you know, top 1% factor, but also a very specific question that I wanted to ask them really helped people understand what the summit was about and really get behind and say, yeah, I'd love to be on the summit. So yeah. yeah. Can I talk now? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. <laughs> Slap OMG. Okay. Sorry. Super, super side note here. Fonzie, like, so we, we watch a lot of like YouTube content to get ideas from and like to study different patterns from like very big, like million subscriber YouTubers so we can implement it or like just, just learn right yeah and uh, yep. now he's being like super into these uh bass player youtuber bass, that bass 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 <laughs> yeah bass player youtuber that has seven million subscribers right and he's like super like uh mimified i guess the con the content is like super yeah. mimified. i mean the anyway. funny thing is that i don't i don't play bass i don't play, i don't play any <laughs> instrument and he's hooked and i'm hooked dude like he's <laughs> his ways of keeping people's attention is freaking unbelievable yeah. it, it's amazing yeah. so I, i'm like watching and learning at the so, same time so, so for those listening even if we're a super side note go watch these people like you know ryan here is like gathering together all those top one percenters because there's always something you can learn even yeah. this guy's like yeah. base stuff like we're like how is he grabbing attention 
with the audience because this guy he has just, never played music in his life and now yeah. he's like a, a, a fan of this yeah. guy. Anyways. And, and he just has one camera, literally. One, camera, one camera in front of him, but he, he yeah. knows what he's doing. All so right. anyway, so yeah. that's why we say the OMG slap <laughs> because that's what he does. So anyways, you're probably going to see more of that <laughs> in the show. No, that, that is great. That's really great because I, another, I guess I should say one of the reasons I, I thought of the 1% thing is I, I like to think of myself in the top 1%, but it's not what you think. And you might not realize it unless you meet me. Yeah. I am six foot eight. Like I am tall. No, I'm, I'm not like, you know, seven foot tall. It's like <laughs> ridiculous, but I'm six foot eight, which is uh, the top 1% of height. And wow. I've been the yes. tallest one in my grade my whole life, been the tallest one in almost any room I walk into. And, uh, So it, it's been a lot of fun for me to be. I love being tall. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you but, for rubbing it in our faces. You know, we're five seven. That's okay. <laughs> hey, there are advantages to being short as well. You know, I mean, I I duck through a ton of doorways. Yeah. <laughs> And but uh, so I I really love the idea of uh, well in my life it's been fun to sit there and be like mm. no matter what happens like I know that I'm tall. Yeah, and yeah. I know that's weird to say it's weird, but like, I love it. And yeah. so I was like, well, everyone is at the top 1% in something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, do it doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be, you know, producing content. There's something that you have that you are at the top 1% in. Yeah. And if you can figure out how to like, you know, like the base, if you can figure out how to either monetize or uh, take advantage of that, I think it's a skill that God has uh, given to people are, are, are different. I mean, they vary. I'm yeah, not as great amazing. as other people at certain things, and they're definitely not as great as me at certain things. And yeah. so if yeah. I can take advantage of those skills, that that's all the better, you know, use of my talents. I, I love yeah, totally. that thought process, especially because like that's the point that I initially wanted to make is like the question You know, is your question mm -hmm. is you wanted to know, and sometimes yeah. we we cater too much to the market before we even like listen to it. But like to start listening to it, we have to start executing. It's like this like crazy like circle, right? So at first mm -hmm. is your need, and then you're bringing people along, you know, teaching them what are these other people doing. So I think it's genius, by the way, also because that's literally the strategy behind this podcast. So mm -hmm. yeah. full disclosure, completely honesty with everybody. That's exactly what we do in the show. We we learn from yeah. these people. We develop these relationships, and you know, uh, amazingness happens afterwards. <laughs> so thank you for coming on and being one of those people because we're asking you about that one percent of you know you're you're the summit I appreciate guy. Appreciate it. Now now we're going to yeah. come to you and be like Ryan, how do you do it? Give us a blueprint. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm I'm building out my own blueprint. I love so, it. You know. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. We'll we'll buy it. <laughs> so you you mentioned there that you reached out to 70 speakers and only 23 said yeah. And I say only, but it's that, that's a ton of that's a ton of people. Yeah, that's a good uh, ratio. Fair, first off, how long did it take for you to get the first yes? And second, how did it feel to get that first yes? Yes, that's really good. So let me answer by saying that the first no, uh, the first response I had was a no, and it like stung and it wasn't <laughs> like I truly expected this person to say yes. I mean, I was pitching them on coming onto a summit and, mm. uh, but it was, it was like, Oh, like that first no always hurts. And so it becomes really hard. I think for a lot of people to keep going past that first no. Yeah. But I, 
there, there's a reason I, one of the reasons I really wanted this summit to be successful and to launch. And I, I had a drive like this, just urge to get it launched and, and uh, completed. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, but I just kept persisting. I, I asked another person, another person. I think it was the, the tenth or eleventh person was my first yes, and then I probably had another like ten or twelve <laughs> or fifteen no's in between the first yes and the second yeah. yes. And uh, and each in between each yes, it kind of got shorter and shorter. And the more weirdly enough, the more speakers I had uh, that said yes, the easier it was for people to say yes. And I think that's a powerful principle, and I know mm. Russell talks about it in his books yeah. of having the cool kids accept you into their club. You know, if you can get just one person to say yes, then uh, it's easier for other people to associate you with that person. Yeah. And so I really, I just put faith in that principle and I ran with it, and it actually turned out to be amazing. There were a lot of no's, but most people started saying no with you know scheduling conflicts or. You know, campaigns they were running, it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. And so it was, uh, it was really though an honor to have everyone that said yes. Awesome. We, yes. we actually have uh, the audience here. Like, we love to know more about the summit. 100%. Uh, Tony will be posting actually the link uh, shortly after we publish the video so you can go in and, and dive in 100%. So it's amazing. I mean, you know, right? You're impacting so many lives and uh, especially everybody that jumps in, it's going to be, it's going to be super cool. So, yeah. Um, do you know, I, I, the topic that you talk about, it is one of the principles that we constantly use to get people on the podcast, um, mm -hmm. and is, is leverage, right? I mean, the yeah. cool kid yep. club, like, like you said it, it is leverage. Uh, we, the example that we give is we had Todd Brown in the show and we leverage a story that we were sharing with people about his book, how we enjoyed it yep. and how he actually sent us a physical copy of the book after um immediately it's like hey todd like you want to come to the podcast right and not only that when yep. we actually tell people if they want to come to the podcast we always always say hey we would love to, for you to be a guest in our podcast you know we've had steve yep. larson marley jacks we just do a bunch of like name dropping <laughs> in there because then in there like it's like they're sharing the stage right it's like yeah. wow i'm sharing the stage with all these awesome people i want to be a part of that as well so guys yeah don't be afraid of using leverage in your content, in your business, yeah. because it is yep. just going to help you I, gain more. I, I want to put like a little asterisk to that, too, because sometimes I could sound like, hey, we're taking advantage of that. I know like we've worked really hard, yeah. just like Ryan has yeah. for to get the summit. Right. And the fact that, you know, we provide an amazing platform and I think people have fun on it. We have I know we certainly have yeah, a we blast. Have fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's okay to be like, hey, you know, this person was on the show. This person was on the show. And that's why in part of it, like, take Joe Rogan, for example, thousand plus episodes. Who hasn't he had in, the, in his show? Obviously, right. everybody that shares that audience and there's a principle, a marketing principle behind that, right? Let's share an audience where you're benefiting, I'm benefiting. That's okay. That's what that's what business is. We're relationships and, you know, you talk about relationship marketing. That's what it's all yep. about, right? We're providing value to each other and to each other's audiences, which is amazing. Uh, so I don't, yep. this is a win, 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 slash win, win situation. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. 100%. 100%. Or maybe 1%. Or maybe 1%. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> ten to ten. <laughs> Hold on. There you go.
He deserves deserves that for sure. Uh, All right, dude. So we talked about how you got started with the summit. Like, obviously, what's the summit? How you got started? How you got those first yeses? And I think there's a ton of lessons here for the audience, especially like if we're getting started. Doesn't matter. Don't let that first no dictate everything else. It's like when you say when you share your message, right, for your audience, and they don't like two people say no. Are you going to stop your entire mission? And we're going to dive into mission in just a second. Because of those two people? No, shift and find another two people. And then find the people that are going to actually say yes yep. to that. So, Ryan, what is your mission? I know there's something massive behind this summit. Uh, it was one of the big reasons of like why we say yes to be a part of it. Um, why don't you share a little bit with the audience like why you're, you're doing this? Yes. So... Uh, <clears throat> This, uh, for anyone who doesn't know about Operation Underground Railroad, go Google them right now. Like, I, I can't tell you enough. It's an amazing organization. And I, I had the, the privilege to go to one of their, I don't know if you'd call it a flagship or their, their launch events. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was their first event, but it was within the first six months of them launching back in, two, they launched, I think, December 2013. Early 2014, I went to one of their events where they're really talking about what they do and their mission. Mm. And for anyone who doesn't know, Operation Underground Railroad goes in and they save children from human trafficking. So uh, children who are kidnapped or just taken uh, from their homes, uh, especially down in like Haiti and other countries, it's a, it's a huge thing that's happening. There's a lot of sex trafficking that's happening coming into the United States and the United States is one of the largest consumers of it. And so they are going in and trying to uh, eradicate this, trying to stop it. and, and really almost like uh, what sniff out these predators and find these kids and save them and yeah. rehabilitate them back into society and, and give them some semblance of a normal life. Yeah. And it's an amazing organization. I've, I've loved them from day one when I, when I heard of them and went to their event. And so uh, I was at Fall Hacking Live this last year and I said, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I got to get out of this you know, dark side of affiliate marketing where it's just I'm behind a screen and no one knows who I am. And yeah. I got to get into the the light and really become an attractive character. And uh, but I was like, but I want to have I love how ClickFunnels, you know, they they what donate a, a dollar for every funnel that's mm-hmm. built, I think, to Village Impact. And I think they do something like that for Operation Underground Railroad as well. Yeah. And I was like, I want to uh, give back to Operation Underground Railroad. I, I've donated to them multiple times as much as I can. Yeah. But I was like, I, I want to have a little bit more of an impact there. And so I had this idea of a summit. And I was like, yes, I'm going to go with the summit, running with it. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, why don't I uh, take a percentage of the proceeds and donate them to the Operation Underground Railroad? And so that's exactly what we've set up. We have 50% Amazing. of all the proceeds for Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, of the summit going to OUR. That's awesome. And yeah, we're, we're super excited about it. I, I reached out to them. I was working very closely with one of their event coordinators. She was sending, you know, uh, graphics and, and helping out to make sure that it all worked out smoothly. Yeah. And uh, and this was months ago. And so the, the crazy thing is, is Operation Underground Railroad, when all this human trafficking and all this stuff started coming out into the news recently, they yeah. decided to launch a, you know, rise up for the children event that, that happens tomorrow, July 30th, you know, mm, yeah. go to OUR Rescue, go to their events page, OURrescue.com, check out their events. Everyone should do that. But 
the the crazy thing is they announced this and i was like oh that's cool it's oh it's on july 30th well our summit goes july 28th 29th and 30th and i, and I reached out to this events coordinator that i was speaking with and she said yeah no what we're going to do is we're going to put you on our uh main events page that says you know things happening around the world online virtually yeah. that aren't local uh, to help support OUR. And so we have actually ran our campaign simultaneously with theirs. And it's been a, a huge blessing. I, I could not have planned that any better. So it, for anyone that's listening, there's a huge component of luck and divine, you know, like things that happen when you're really starting to publish and move forward in your life. Mm. Dude, wow. Is there, I, I, I think that is the, the extrovert concept <laughs> that we've shared a, a few yeah. times here in, in yes. the podcast. And which, for those that don't know what the extrovert, uh, we, we need to put a, a name on that thing. I, I know. It's like the, the extrovert <laughs> theory, I guess, <laughs> is that extrovert people get luckier just because they put themselves in more situations than introverts. It's as simple as yeah. that. So I think what you're doing is that you started publishing and then you got yourself in front of the right seat, in, in front of the right opportunity. And man, mm -hmm. and, you, and you ride with it, which is pretty cool. So, I mean... And what you're explaining right now, it actually talks about another principle of of marketing, which is kind of like riding the wave, right? Just like there's a movement already happening, man. You are grabbing yourself to that movement and, and taking advantage of it to yeah. ampl amplify that impact, which is absolutely amazing. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. And people go check out uh, OUR. I actually, I remember the first time that ClickFunnels did... Um, the partnership with them, OUR, and they released mm -hmm. the, the documentary, Operation Toussaint, I think it's called. Yep. Wow. I cried, dude. I, I Like, at the yeah. end of it, I was oh, crying. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is impressive what these people do. So I encourage 100% everybody, please go check them out. Uh, OUR, Operation Underground Railroad, right? Yep. 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 It, it's amazing. The documentary, you can find it on Amazon, uh, and it's... Uh, Man, it really is a tearjerker, and yeah. it'll it'll get you. So, dude, well, right. I mean, the mission has been great. The way that you came into this has been great. Like, I yeah. I, I really hope that this episode serves as not only motivation but execution primer. There you go. Yeah, an execution primer for a lot of people to to take action in whatever the passion is, even if they have no idea what the final output is gonna look like. Right? Like, you dove in head first, started publishing, and started creating. Now you have this wonderful mission that you're doing with your summit. And then from there, there's a ton of stuff I'm sure is going to yeah. come. I mean, right? I, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. You know, when you're watching a Batman movie, he goes out, <laughs> he starts punching bad guys left and right. Then he gets beat up. He goes back to the Batcave, plans again, trains a little bit, go back out and finally yeah. defeat the bad guys. Dude, so... We are gonna we're gonna get a little bit beat up in the process. That is totally yep. fine. As long okay. as we come back, we you know iterate and then we yeah. go back at it with even more power. We, before if we land the plane, uh, sorry Ryan, I th I saw yeah. your your mouth moving and I'm like he has something <laughs> no to say. Worries. Let's do it. Go yeah, I was just gonna say you know the 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 more I think about it, I love the the Batman of marketing. Let's let's, <laughs> let's go for it. So. <laughs> so people are asking here in the comments if they wanna spread the word about the summit, how can they do it? And if you're listening, you know how can we how can we do that? Yeah, so it, it's one uh, percentsummit.com, all spelled out, no numbers, no signs. It's one percentsummit.com. You can go there. 
you know, really, it's it's an amazing opportunity, I think, for people to do a couple things. One, you can register for free at 1%summit.com and, and share that URL with people. Share it on Facebook, yep. you know, and whatnot. It, it's a huge, a huge uh, benefits to Operation Underground Railroad because one, people can register for free. They can see the interviews that the last day is tomorrow. And uh, I believe, Luis, you're you're going tomorrow. So yes, uh, it's actually going to be exciting. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you can then go after you register, you'll be sent to a sales page where you'll have an option. You can then purchase the uh, all access pass, which gives you all the replays. We'll send those out to you after the summit's over. All the replays we'll, as well. We have uh, an audio book and uh, my notes. I'm taking, I took copious notes during all the interviews. So you know, you don't have to take notes during the summit. I can send those to you. And then uh, as well, you know, you'll also get a, a chance to be featured on my podcast. A ra- there's a raffle in there Love and, it. Awesome. to help you. Yeah. To help you get out there and publish. Because I think that's, you know, huge. And when you do purchase that all access pass, the, like I said, 50% of the proceeds all go to Operation Underground Railroad, uh, really trying to get loud and help them. And so it's that's that's how you can do it. You can go to one copy and paste that URL, throw it out on Facebook, share it with others. It's, yeah. it's going to be quite the event. So I love awesome. it. Yeah, this is exciting. Again, we're going to leave all the I think uh, Fonzie here is putting it on the yeah. comments and uh, we're going to definitely leave it in the description and the content that's going out for sure. If you are listening, it's going to be in the description. I think we're going to release this as a bonus episode tonight. Uh, so that way, yep. you know, uh, people can listen it tomorrow morning and still have a chance to do all this stuff. So uh, super excited. What are some, like, who are some of the people that are here in this summit? Like, let's like name drop big time because we're a big believer on leverage. And uh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's a really great question. I'm glad you asked that. So we have some amazing people here. Uh, you know, other than yourself, we have uh, let's <laughs> see, you. Ryan Lee with Cashflow Tactics. Yes. Came on and, and his, he gave an amazing. He's actually speaking tomorrow as well. He gave an amazing presentation on. Uh, well, I'll let you find out because it is so good. Yeah. By the so way, yeah, we know we know those guys. Like they they they're massive. They're incredible. And uh, if yep. you if you want money in your life, that's the people that you need to go to. Basically. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. They they teach. I mean, even just go go look up cash flow tactics. Yes. Uh, they they do some amazing things with helping you manage your money and you know create wealth in your life rather than just having cash stashed under your mattress. Yep. And uh, so. Uh, Ryan is on the summit. Uh, Catherine Jones is also on the summit. She'll amazing. be speaking tomorrow as well. And uh, she spoke at Funnel Hacking Live this last year, and she does amazing things at, with uh, CF Design School. Yep. And so, you know, really excited about that. Uh, let's see. We today we have uh, Eric Beer is speaking today, and yes. he he's done some really cool things as well. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars with Universal Marketing Partners and. So it's really we have a ton of awesome yeah. speakers. I could I think probably Austin, name Austin, drop them all. Yeah, Austin Dixon was in there too. Austin Dixon is there. Yeah. Oh man, there's there's so many. There's so many. I think I go to the link. You lose nothing by going to this. Uh, and at the same time, it's like you're learning all these amazing things that can push your business, your life, anything in general. And on top yep. of that, you're also helping uh, a very amazing cause. You know, on the back end that uh, is going to create a lot of positive impact. So, dude, yeah. Ryan, absolutely honored that, you know, thank you for inviting us to be a part of this thing. I absolutely love that you're here sharing your story with our audience and with everybody. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, we're, oh, I, I can see the picture here. Daxi Perez, uh, uh, Alex Elliott. Whoa, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Brooke. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. You guys should go. Brooke Evans. Yeah. Brooke yeah. Evans. High ticket sale. Amazing. Yes. Go. Go there now. Yeah. Gabe Schillinger. He, he yeah. spoke at Funnel Hacking Live this last year yes. as well. Yeah. It's just some, like I said, some amazing speakers. We have Akbar. Ooh. He he coaches uh, people in their business, and he's I believe now he's helped ten different funnels or businesses go to a million plus, and Beautiful. so it's just incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. That's awesome, man. I love the mission. I love your drive. Uh, dude, I mean, if I ever, you know, need, if I ever find myself in, in Gotham City and I need some <laughs> marketing help, bro, I'm definitely going to call you. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I absolutely love it. I think we are about to, like my brother said, land this plane. So yeah, we have a few last questions, right? And number yes. one is, what is an actionable point for... Or maybe someone that is looking to either build a summit, right, or get into digital marketing and, and make an impact like the one that you're you're making right now. What would be one action point for them to take to so they can, you know, move one step forward? Yes, that's a really good question, man. And well, I, other than going with... to the summit, that's exactly. that's that's like the, <laughs> that's yeah. a given. That's the given. That's the first point. <laughs> go to the summit. Go to the link, the one percent summit com, and then number two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, number two. Uh, I would say you you have to be okay with imperfect action. I mean, so a, a, the action point there would be just move forward. Uh, you know, I I, I think that. You can't just sit in a, a car, let's, you know, a car stuck in the mud. You can't just sit in the driver's seat and keep spinning the wheels. You have to get out and push. Mm, and yep. uh, so it's really difficult sometimes for people who are like, I'm just, I'm going to do a summit. You're going to hit so many roadblocks <laughs> in whatever you do, not even just a summit. But I mean, I, I spent one I've spent six hours one day on a Saturday, which I value. I value my Saturdays because <laughs> I have a little girl and I like to spend time with her and my wife. And, and yeah. so I spent six hours on a Saturday figuring out the affiliate program for this summit because wow. it was, oh, it was, I was trying to integrate things. It was a horrible six hours. I don't recommend anyone do it. And if anyone ever needs any help using, uh, let's see, I'm using uh, first promote. No, not first promoter. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on the software right now, but I, I'm happy to help anyone with it because <laughs> it, it seriously was, uh, yeah, I think it's first promoter. Yep. Anyway, first promoter was not that difficult to set up, but I got caught up on the details and I shouldn't have. And so <laughs> my advice would be just be okay with, uh, imperfect action and just take it. That's Beautiful. awesome. Dude. Yeah. I mean, mic drop. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where... Well, here's here's the execution. Was it how did we describe it earlier? The execution primer is that it? Is that we're gonna be calling I, it? I don't know. You came up with a random we wanna, name. Yeah, <laughs> we want a prime execution. Not motivate people. We're in a prime execution. And here, here's the thing, right? Yeah. Where will you be if you did not start to publish? Great question. <laughs> I wouldn't be here right now. That's for sure. And the summit would not have ever become a thing. Uh, because starting to publish gave me the ability to then interview everyone with the summit. It gave me the strength and the, you know the mental strength to really do that. Uh, so I, I would be I would be spinning my wheels still saying, what is everyone else doing that I'm not doing? 
And so that's what publishing has done for me. And I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what publishing does over the next year. You know, I mean, it's only been two or three months now that I've really started to publish, but I'm excited to see what happens the next 10 to 12 months. Yeah. Well, we're excited to see too, man. We are so yeah. excited to follow your journey, uh, see where you're going to take all this. And I mean, get, I can't wait for all of us to just get there to the 1% and be yes. that one part of the 1% alone. I, I, I don't think you'll ever be seven foot tall. <laughs> I don't know you get I try. Just every 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 time I walk through something I can hang, I just let I just hang myself in there like this so I can so I can try to try to stretch myself. Ah. Dude, yes. Ryan, how can people connect with you if they have questions about it? If I uh, obviously go to one percent summit.com. We have done it, we've said it like 20 times. So please go. Uh, <laughs> but then how can people reach out to you? Like if they want to connect with you personally, like how how do we get do we, ugh, how do they get in touch? Yeah, so uh, a couple ways you can follow me on uh, Instagram, just Ryan Peterson HQ. The confusing part about that is Peterson is spelled with an E, not an O. So Ryan Peter Sen, <laughs> HQ, <laughs> uh, on Instagram. And uh, as well, like I said, 1percentsummit.com. Uh, and then I also have a Facebook group. It's called The 1%, or I believe it's forward slash uh, 1% group. And so uh, you can go check me out there as well. It's brand new, brand new group, and we're excited to grow it and really get things moving. That's Awesome. That, just saying that's an epic name and I love the one percent name. I, I think it's super cool. Yeah, we'll we'll jump right in there and again we'll drop all the links in the description below. It's gonna be there. If you guys have questions uh, from our page, happy to answer them through DM and send you guys all the information needed. So feel yep. free to reach out there as well. Um don't leave Ryan, we have to say bye, but I think I think that's it. We landed the plane, Fonzie. We landed we? the plane safely, yeah. Man, there we go. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on social media, at BizRosco. That is right, and if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, because we have bad man of marketing here today, <laughs> don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Ciao.